Muggles with Attitude is brought to you by the Armadillo Podcasting Club. Did you know armadillos have two hearts inside their chest cavity? One is for pumping blood, and the other is for love. For more. (laughs) (laughs) I almost had it. it, Yeah. Uh, For more armadillo-related facts and to check out bonus content, go to patreon.com slash club. Hello there, and welcome to Muggles with Attitude. We are rereading the Harry Potter series of novels by J.K. Rowling. I'm Alice Sullivan. I'm Jeff Lake. And I'm Micah Sparkman. And today we're going to be starting Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, chapters 1 through 6 of the third book of the series. Previously, Harry and Ron steal a car and crash it into an endangered species. They dare each other to drink Slytherin hair, and then break into Slytherin's house to spy on them. Harry freaks everyone out by talking like a snake, and they crash the same car into a bunch of defenseless baby giant spiders. Harry and his friends take out another professor, but at least this time they don't actually kill him. They just irreparably destroy his mind. Oh, also, Harry just murders the shit out of a rare and valuable book, for some reason. Apparently he hates books or something, I don't know. And then Harry paints himself in snake blood and calls it a year. (laughs) (laughs) That was an excellent summary. Thank Thank you, you. Micah. Thank you. Uh, I guess so it it is Azkaban? I thought maybe it was Azkaban. Because uh, they're British, right? The American pronunciation is Azkaban. Yeah, but in, in the British... <laughs> they're, they're from England. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we actually have uh, American versions of the book, but if you have a British version of the book, it's actually spelled Azkaban <laughs> as opposed to Azkaban. Yeah. yeah. I see. So we, it looks like we have different editions here. You guys have the classic one, and I have the 20th anniversary with Brian Selznick's art. Uh, I love this cover because you have Harry like laughing with his menacing grin as he continues his... Uh, strangling animals thing. You know? <laughs> one of the previous books, he was pulling on a bird's tail. This one, he was trying to choke this bird with a some sort of choking device. I mean, that, that first of all, it's not a bird; it's a hippogriff. How would you, how can you tell? Because it has more horse-like hooves than a bird normally has. <laughs> Look, I don't know how many birds you've seen, but some birds just have those hooves. I've seen dozens of birds, <laughs> and presumably he's writing this to go abuse a poor tree he just can't get enough of hurting because you can see it in the background. Oh, that oh, poor tree. I know. Well, they could be that tree to try to kill his car. It is, I think it's the same tree. It looks like it. it's got the big curly... Yeah, now nuts. he's got a hippogriff. Now he's going to settle some scores with well, that whomping tree. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, this time I'm back with a hippogriff instead of a car. Fight me. <laughs> I have to say, the, the cover of the 20th anniversary one is really pretty. I like it a lot. It's all black and white. It's just kind of creepy. Um, I think it's a good hint of things that are to come. But I guess let's just turn to chapter one, Owl Post, where all the books start, right? Which is Harry, he is at home, back at Privet Drive, and things are terrible. Mm-hmm. He's writing an essay in, in his bed, and I feel like this, this essay prompt is a little leading, you know? Which burning in 14th century was completely pointless. Discuss. Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like if you're going to give an essay prompt, you want to, like, leave the options open. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they should have said, do you think it was completely pointless? Yeah. Maybe, I... Harry, maybe Harry is at the point to say... Yeah, let's do some witch burning, you know? Well, yeah. I, it, it's interesting. I, I think he, the point he made with his essay eventually made kind of sense. But my first response was that witch burning was very much not pointless mm-hmm. in this universe because there are witches. <laughs> right? Touché. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> uh, but but as, as you mentioned, Harry comes to the conclusion that it didn't actually accomplish much because, right, because wizards we, are fireproof. Yeah. They, <laughs> if they choose to be. Right. And there was a... Wendelin the Weird, who, who got burned 40 times because she likes it so much. Yeah. It was pretty funny. Yeah. This, uh, is, this is the sort of stuff that I feel like J.K. Rowling really excels at. the Just the details in the world mm-hmm. building. Yeah, the random kind of histories of bizarre witches and wizards, which are just, you know, part of their history. Oh, so why is Harry Potter using a quill? I was, because this is what we, I, I wrote about this, because I was like, because <laughs> wi- wizards do. I mean, like, every time we hear them writing, they're talking about scroll. In fact, when they're measuring their essays, I think they measure them in inches of scroll. It's like, oh, I have to write, like, five inches on whatever. Yeah. And uh, so they, they write with parchment and, and quills. And I was just thinking, if only someone had invented something that could convey ink to a page but didn't require dipping it in an ink bottle. But I guess nobody's yeah, invented there, like that yet. They don't use computers because, I don't know, electricity doesn't, doesn't work around them or right. something. So why don't they use ballpoint pens? Because, <laughs> I don't know, gravity and pressure don't work around them either. <laughs> yeah. so, or pencils, right? 
It's good for kids to use. Yeah, that's true. That, that that is a great question. I think it's it's more about the aesthetic. Like wizards are very into aesthetics. I mean, that's why they live in castles. They don't have to live in castles. But they like the way castles look. Oh, I thought it was because they were all rich. Because mm. you know they're like the exchange rate between their golden wizard currency and our mundane paper currency was very strong. Well, it, I mean, like, do do rich people in the Muggle world live in castles? Not necessarily. But sometimes, like, in rich, England, rich, they do. They rich, all do. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, if you make more than the equivalent of forty thousand dollars a year, you live in a castle in England. Oh, that's that, true. That's Fact. A good point. <laughs> and the richer you are, the more tumble down and broken down the castle is. <laughs> but in, in in the same vein, in this uh, at the beginning of this chapter, uh, Harry receives a phone call, which. Leads us to leads us to know now. Wizards can use telephones; they just choose not to. Right? Yes, the telephone works. Although maybe they do magic around it and it stops working. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, like they. It's never explained, as far as I know. See, and that's stupid to me because a lot of stuff, like whatever, but the phones they don't have. They don't have convenient ways to instantly talk to other people. Yeah, making a phone call is objectively more efficient and nearly better in every way than an owl, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, then and we find out there's other ways later sure. that they can use, but there's nothing that's as simple and convenient and cheap as a phone call. Yeah. Well, maybe this is sort of like the wizard version of deleting your Facebook account, where you try and be less online. Mm. You know, you try mm. and slow down the communication because. You're overwhelmed by the social media world. Maybe wizards have discovered that this is really the best way to communicate with people is not having this right. instantaneous face to, you know, like... If it was not important to write it down with a quill and attach it to an owl's leg, it's not really that important. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they had this, like, super advanced utopia because of magic, right? So they've already gone down all those paths that we're just now exploring. Yeah, what are you going to tell me? It's awesome to be a wizard? <laughs> I know that. <laughs> wizard Facebook was, like, a thousand years ago, and they're like, fuck, this is terrible. Let's just... Let's, let's burn this thing. <laughs> and ever since then, they've been doing owls, and they've been really happy. Uh, so, yeah, but Ron uses the telephone, but he's not very good at it, so that doesn't work out very well. No, it's it's uh, <laughs> it's funny because he's talking to, was it Mr. Dursley? Yeah. And just, like, shouting at him on the phone, and yeah. <laughs> Mr. Dursley does not respond well to that. Yeah. Perhaps unsurprisingly. Yeah, we don't get a whole lot of character development from the rest of Harry's family there. No. But he gets his first birthday presents. Well, his first birthday cards in the mail. Mm-hmm. The owl mail. Oh, yeah. That's nice. Yeah. I do feel a little bad for Errol, though. I mean, like, this is an old owl. And they, they basically just, like, tied a massive box to him and booted him out the door. <laughs> like, deal with it. <laughs> it seems like, as evidence with scabbers also, they really work these familiars to the bone. <laughs> <laughs> like, how old is Errol? Is there, is there no, like, owl retirement plan? Does it not work? I, I mean, mean I, think, I think, like... At least with the Weasleys, as soon as that owl doesn't fly anymore, it's right into the stew pot. <laughs> I think that's why Errol's like, nope, I'm still good. I'm good nope, to go. Nope. No, not time for the stew pot yet. I love owl stew. It's one of my favorites, especially when they leave the talons. <laughs> yeah, that's the best part. You just like suck on them. And like, oh, that's so gross. Yeah. But anyway, apparently animal abuse is funny. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, one of the books he gets is, one of the presents he gets from Hagrid is the Monster Book of Monsters. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, I, I love this, this uh, this idea of, a, of an animated, like, monster book. It's, it's you know, it's kind of meta, right? You have a book that is about monsters. It and is, is a monster. monster. Yeah. Right, yeah. I wonder if there's an entry in the book about the book itself. Oh, whoa. Because the book's a monster, right? Yeah. I wonder what would, what would some other good books be that could be animated? Like, they joke later about the book of invisibility, which is invisible, so they couldn't find where they <laughs> They lost the entire, like, shipment of them. <laughs> I mean, come on. Like, I think a muggle provisioner would have been able to keep track of those books. You know, this is a predictable problem. Come on, people. Wizards don't think about that stuff. <laughs> we, we also learned that the uh, the Weasleys had a, a huge vacation because they won some some, like prize money thing i guess like the wizard lottery yeah they won the wizard lottery and they mm-hmm. used all that money when you know they're having trouble keeping their family afloat yeah, to really, on a major vacation that, that did wondering. occur to me it's like this is the poverty trap right <laughs> <laughs> like, they don't know how to manage this windfall yeah they get this windfall and they're like we're going to on a, we're spending what a month in egypt or something like that it's like <laughs> Well, that sounds cool, but like, there's probably other stuff you could teach that money, right? <laughs> At I mean, least they bought Ron a new wand. That is yeah, true. Like that's okay. So that's, that's I'm glad they prioritized that because you know, if he came to school with a broken wand after they went on a trip to Egypt, that'd be a little sad, right? <laughs> that'd be very upsetting. 
Uh, yeah, but Harry gets his letter from Hogwarts and he has to get a permission slip signed if he wants to go on a field trip. Because even though he, they can send him into the Forbidden Forest when he's 11 years old <laughs> and he can play murder ball, he can't go visit the local town to buy candy without his parents' permission. Right. <laughs> so what that tells us is there's something in the, that town, a unique danger that exceeds the danger of... The Forbidden Forest or Dragon Hatchlings or whatever. Uh-huh. And what else could it be but pedophiles? <laughs> you think Hogsmeade is entirely populated by pedophiles? What else could it be? What else is worse than the, the evil spider clan? How is getting your parents to agree to let you go going to help you? Well, it's going gonna, it's gonna to help their liability. <laughs> I was going to say, it doesn't help them. It just makes Damn, it Damn, Jeff, that's oh. dark. I'm just saying, like, I've just been thinking about it. What could it possibly be? <laughs> and it your has mind to be, turns to pedophiles? It has to be, because the one thing that Harry Potter hasn't run into is human threats. So it could just be, I guess, serial killers or something, right? Hogsmeade is entirely popular by serial killers. <laughs> right? <laughs> wizard serial killers. Because if you're a wizard serial killer, they're never going to catch you. That's right. right. You don't have to leave fingerprints. Mm-hmm. Wand mm-hmm. prints, maybe? I don't know. Speaking of wizard serial killers, if we want to move forward. I mean, yeah. Oh, I, I yeah. think we, we are going to encounter a wizard spree killer. That's true. Yeah. I thought the description of Egypt was really cool. And they, they had... They were interest, curious about the curses laid by the ancient Egyptian wizards. Mm-hmm. So that's that's really neat. I, I want to learn more about wizarding in other parts of the world. That's something I actually thought about a lot because you later on in the books you do meet some wizards from other parts of the world. And you learn that like this is this is a thing. Like every in the different areas, wizardry is a yeah. little bit different. So wizardry isn't all about weird boarding school traditions. That's just a British thing, a British version of wizardry. And it also makes me wonder if there are curses laid down by ancient Egyptian wizards that are still. Uh, dangerous to modern wizards, has the state of the art of wizarding improved at all in 8,000 years? I mean, they, they do make technological advancements, quote-unquote, in, in wizardry. Like, they, I know that Dumbledore's uh, known for inventing so, some things, right? He, he's invented things, and he's also discovered the uses of dragon's blood, yes. like some of the properties. So there are there is research, and there are new advancements, but I mean, yeah, there's, a, there's no reason to doubt, to, to suspect that, like, it an ancient wizard couldn't be very powerful, you know? Yeah, but would they, if the state of the art of wizardry has progressed at all, then you would expect a modern wizard to be much stronger than an ancient wizard. Mm. Sure, but like if you think about the documentaries of Indiana Jones, you know, like when they still have all those traps set up, oh, that's, right. that's what I was thinking. Yeah, that, like those that. documentaries Yeah, are that really, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. 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 Just like that. Even though their they're ancient traps are still quite dangerous to mm-hmm. uh, modern archaeologists like Indiana Jones. Right, yeah. Mostly because of the immortal snakes. Right. <laughs> oh, that's right. Those Who are... apparently don't need anything to survive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. They can just hang out. Yeah. Those forever. snakes piled on snakes. <laughs> <laughs> snakes on snakes on snakes. Snake snacks. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that's my favorite burger place. Snake snack. Snake snack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like your snake snack burger. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, the burgers are just regular burgers, but all the employees are snakes. It's... Right, it's very impressive. Yeah. I don't know how they trained all the snakes to serve burgers. <laughs> it is a little sad that this was Harry's best birthday ever, though, because, I mean, it's fine. It's a good birthday, but, like, it's just, like, really depressing, right? Like, what is what are the rest of his birthdays like? They're just nothing. They're... Yeah. Or I think one year he said he got some, some old socks. Yeah, yeah it's... It's still definitely not okay that the Dursleys are so evil and yeah, they, speaking... Yeah, they appear to not be physically abusing him anymore. That's, yeah. Because he can threaten them as a walking weapon of mass destruction. As we mentioned, it's like he has shotgun hands now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pretty much. Very shotgun hands. Yeah. But speaking of family being terrible, that leads us into chapter two, Aunt Marge's big mistake. <laughs> when Harry has to barter or threaten Uncle Vernon that in order to get his permission slip signed, he has to pretend he goes to, what is it? What Saint, was it? St. Brutus's Secure Center for Incurably Criminal Boys. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great. That is a hilarious name for a school. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty great. Yeah. Like, okay, so one interpretation of this, of course, is that that actually is where Harry goes. Because, you know, he's criminally insane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man, what if it's... He thinks he's in wizard school. <laughs> he's like, he just, he's just like holding up a bloodstained piece of paper. Will you sign my permission slip? <laughs> he's like, 
What the fuck? Yeah, where, where did he even get that? Oh, that is so <laughs> Whose dark. Blood is that? I, they... I hate that fan theory. I hate it. It just makes me so sad on so many different levels. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, it's really sad. Yeah. But anyway. We do um, learn that Vernon Dursey is pro capital punishment as he <laughs> expounds upon when he learns of uh, the escaped criminal we were talking about, the serial killer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's right. They learn that there's a serial killer on the on the prowl. Yeah. Yeah. A serious killer. Serious. Uh, yeah. Serious black. I, I wanted to note that the Dursleys have a really strong relationship. They're always on the same page. That's true. They yeah. never argue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? And they love their son. You yeah. Know, they have, they do have really strong family bonds. They make a, a very nurturing environment for their son. And, and when they're together, they seem like, you know, they're really on the same team all the time. Mm-hmm. That's true. They don't seem to fight about much. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could say Harry just, like, fucked it all up. <laughs> I mean, they, they certainly perceive it that way, right? Yeah. Yeah, their perfect, like, muggle life, and then along comes this this kid with shotgun hands, and now they have to, like, you know, mm-hmm. hide him from the world. Right, yeah. try and contain him. Yeah. But uh, Vernon's sister, Aunt Marge, comes and visits, and she's the worst. <laughs> I, yeah. hate, I hate her character, because she's just, there's nothing redeeming about her. She's just evil. She like she isn't isn't she just like the other Dursleys? No, she's she's a little bit worse. Like she's needling about the way that she like. I was as I was reading this, I was thinking to myself like, I'm a pretty I can be pretty diplomatic and I'm pretty like tolerant, but I'm not sure I could have like put up with what Harry is putting up with this like person who's like constantly jabbing at you and and you can't say anything because you're trying to get your your things signed so you can go to the, like the murder village or whatever. <laughs> No, it's a pedophile village. Sorry, murdering pedophile village. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Yeah, I mean, she's really unpleasant. She just didn't stand out to me. I think in this chapter, there's this scene where Dudley Dursley is is rapidly watching TV while he stuffs a huge amount of food in his face, and then it's it seems like somebody's going to say something mean to Harry, and so he shifts his pig like eyes away to watch Harry get hurt, Mm -hmm. and then as soon as that's over, he shifts his eyes back to the TV. You know, it's like he exists only to watch bad things happen to Harry. Sure. It's, again, it's some commentary here, right? <laughs> Just, it seems it seems like a an interesting caricature, you know. Yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, like for for Marge's purposes, like she's she seems to take it to the next level. For example, there's a thing with her, like uh, he mentions that she had him basically treed by her like attack dog for what twelve hours or something like that. Before she would finally call off her mm-hmm. her dog, mm-hmm. so I mean, like that's something that's a little bit more severe, I would say. Yeah, and she even says things like, "If you'd if uh, you'd have gone straight to an orphanage if you'd been dumped on my doorstep," because mm. at least the Dursleys took him in, you know. And then, but Marge is just nasty, and she talks about uh, killing one of the runs of her litter, which she compares to Harry. It's gross. Mm. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so that, that doesn't work out too well, does it? I have to say, though... Yeah, it, it turns out that Aunt Marge's big mistake is fucking with Harry Potter's parents. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> she, she really takes it a little too far, but, I mean, I'm still not sure I'm okay with Harry, like, cursing someone. And... He did it unintentionally, though. Yeah. I mean, he didn't even have his wand. It's awfully dark wizardy is all I'm saying. Mm. But yeah, no, you're right. Choice. He didn't. He didn't have. Uh, I guess he didn't have the the conscious decision happen there. Yeah. But he didn't have his wand. Can no. you do magic without your wand? So yes, and and I think it's particularly it's it's explained that it particularly happens with younger wizards because it's something like the first manif- manifestations of their powers are things that happen without spells exactly. Mm-hmm. It's like when Harry Potter knocked that glass out of the the snake cage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you're when you're still untrained, I think, or when there's moments of high emotion, that's when you're more susceptible to causing magic. Do you, do you know, Alice, if that can still happen with older wizard, like once you're not a kid anymore, is that something that can happen? Do you know? I have no idea. I've yeah. never. I don't think there's ever been an instance of that happening with an adult. Yeah. Yeah. Even though I know that there are some wizards that are able to cast spells without wands. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And some even without talking at all. Uh, but yeah, so he blows Aunt Marge up and gets the saying, fuck out. He keeps saying blows her up, which in American <laughs> vernacular means he exploded her, right? Uh-huh. But he didn't do that. He just blew her up like a balloon. Yeah. Well, I mean, then he left, right? We don't know what happened to her after he left. <laughs> yeah, I think they tell us that they sent someone around to puncture her. Yeah, that doesn't sound great. It, just, it doesn't 
it didn't specifically say whether that was to fix her or just to like get rid of the problem. <laughs> That's <laughs> it's not true. A problem anymore. Yeah. <laughs> she stopped floating. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, so Harry's like fucking him out, and yeah. he leaves. Chapter three, the night bus. It gets super dark from here because this is the part where Harry finally faces the consequences of his blatant law breaking. No, I'm just kidding. That doesn't happen at all. <laughs> that never happens. Yeah. Well, he's worried this whole chapter that. Oh, I just did magic, which is, you know, grounds for expulsion. I'm really in trouble now. Not just did magic. He cursed a mortal. Or, or, sorry, a muggle. He cursed yeah. a muggle. Yeah, and he's remembering how last year when freaking stupid Dobby came and just, like, levitated a pudding or something. Yeah. He got in a huge amount of trouble and was almost expelled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, but we learned about the night bus. Actually, no. First, no. First, what happens is he's so he's kind of wandering around, right? And he's got his wand. He's got Hedwig. He's trying to figure out what he's gonna do, and he sees a scary dog. Yeah. What is it with Harry and attracting magical stalkers? I don't know. It seems like a, like last book it was Dobby. Now he's got this magical dog, I guess, because it just disappears, right? Yeah. It. Yeah. So we don't. Yeah, we don't know what's up with that. But yeah. the night bus shows up. Jeff, what did you think of the night bus? I thought it was really funny. Yeah. It was super, like, stupid. It's like, oh, we just go everywhere. And, I, and like, and he just, it just shows up because Harry was sticking his wand out. And, oh, that's what you do to summon the night bus. <laughs> and they were in Cornwall. And it teleports right to where he is. That's, that's just silly. I, I That actually tickled me. I like this that. is basically like the wizard version of Lyft, right? Uh, I guess so. Well, it's the wizard version of a bus, right? It's a bus that goes everywhere. Well, you can, but it's on demand, right? Yeah, it's on demand. So you just like you 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 use your wizard app and, and it just like brings the the yeah. the and you get picked and you up. You get on it and it's a bed. I Why know. is it a bed? Cuz it's, Cause the it's night. a night bus. Yeah. It's at night. But it's a night it's a night with a K. <laughs> but they're sleeping. During the day the, the beds aren't there. Jeff, but why are they sleeping? Meanings. Because it it first of all it it seems to be being driven very recklessly, so it's not conducive to sleep. And second of all, it just teleports wherever it goes. Well, it doesn't though. That that's it teleports a little bit, but it also drives. It teleports a lot. It's like those. What is it? Cornwall Privet Drive boots. is a lot. Uh, you know, where you can step and it's a hundred. You've gone a hundred miles or something in a single step. So you're not mm-hmm. really teleporting. You're just moving large distances. <laughs> they, they, they don't really explain it, but I do think it's because because they talk about how when it's driving. Uh, things jump out of its way, like it's just driving through, like you know. Yeah, like the, the the guy driving is actually just a really bad driver because he's a wizard, and wizards are bad drivers. <laughs> like a whole whole farmhouse jumps out of its way. <laughs> it's, I mean, that's pretty great. I mean, right? What happens to the people in the farmhouse, right? They they probably don't even notice. Because they're dead. <laughs> <laughs> mm, but we find out. Uh, yeah. So I, yeah, I, I liked how. Harry feels like he's on the run, although he's not really. Uh, and he just dimes out Neville Longbottom without even a thought. <laughs> like, I need a fall guy. It's Neville Longbottom. Oh, poor Neville. <laughs> I mean, he's he's the, the butt of every joke, right? Poor Neville, you know? Yeah. But anyway, the what, what do you call him? He's not the conductor. Stan Shunpike. What is, what is his... I do not know him? because I've never been on a bus that had more than one person operating it. Mm. Yeah, usually there's a bus driver and that's that's it, right? So on a train it would be a conductor. I believe, right? Well, the conductor's the one who drives it, but then I guess he's a porter. I guess is yeah, technically, you can call him yeah. A porter. But is the it... porter, he's reading the he's reading the wizard newspaper, and we find out that the the serial killer that was mentioned in chapter one is actually a wizard named Sirius Black, and he escaped from Azkaban. He taught. This is kind of like a, yeah, I mean, like he and he casts some crazy curse, right? He kills. What is it, 13? Yeah, he managed to kill 13 people with a single curse, and he was a huge Voldemort supporter. So we get some background info there. So is this the only form of wizard mass transit? I guess there's a train. There is a train, yeah. Well, yeah, but that's just the Hogwarts Express, though. All it does is go from London to Hogwarts. I mean, it says Express, the trains, though, right? so that kind of implies that there are non-express trains, right? Oh, yeah. And here we have the night bus, which teleports to Cornwall. <laughs> and Wales. Actually, that's a good point because, like, does the does the Hogwarts Express does it literally just sit dormant except for twice a year when it takes students to and from? Yeah, that's that's a good question. It seems right? like a waste. I mean, maybe it's running all the time, and it, there's, I mean, they have to get supplies to Hogwarts somehow, or do they? Do they just put them on the bus and teleport them from Cornwall? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question. I mean, what is the, why? Why is this bus not? 
taking aid to famine-stricken towns somewhere? Why is it not rescuing climbers? The same reason on Mount Everest. don't cure cancer, Jeff. Because <laughs> they don't care. They, they, they don't want to be hassled. Um, but they, I mean, they, they, but you make a good, interesting point because we know that wizards can teleport in a variety of ways, right? Like there's uh, the flu powder. It could be taking heart transplants to heart transplant patients. But they don't even need buses for that, right? They can literally teleport. Like with flu powder. Sure, yeah, yeah. But they don't do that. They don't do that either. <laughs> they haven't learned about flu powder yet. Yeah, they did. Didn't they do that in the last book? They did did they? The last book, yeah. Oh, they did? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's how they get to Diagonale when he's from the Right, Weasleys. okay, okay, yeah. I don't think we've learned about apparating yet. Yeah. That's long, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Pretend I didn't say anything. Apparate? I have no idea. Apparate? I hardly knew her. Mm. But I know that this this sort of... Analysis is not rewarded in this book. No, it is not. But Harry's look. time on the lamb is ended almost immediately. Yeah. <laughs> he gets off the bus and walks into the prime minister. Yeah, <laughs> or the, with, the, with the minister of magic, the wizard PM, who's one of your favorites, right? Yeah, Cornelius Fudge. Yeah. I do like him. He's a snappy dresser. Yeah, I like his outfits. Uh, I think he seems to be on top of things more than a lot of the other wizards are. Mm-hmm. And I really like his name. I wonder if anybody calls him Corny Fudge. <laughs> I would. Sea fudge. If I, fudge. If, if I if my name were Cornelius Fudge, I'd go like Corny Fudge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but instead of getting punished for blowing up his aunt or anything, he gets a all expenses paid vacation in Magic World, right? Yep. In London, because there's no consequences for Harry Potter. Apparently not. We're all just gonna pretend that never happened. None of that happened. No, yeah, he no, even, no, he no. even knows about it too. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, yeah, 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 whatever. It's just a Muggle who really cares, right? Yeah, we took care of things. It's fine. <laughs> And I wonder, yeah, I mean, like, and this is like the, the Minister of Magic himself shows up. That's like if the president came to your house and was just like, oh, yeah, don't worry about it, guy. Don't Although, worry about the... Who knows how many wizards there actually are, right? Thousands, at least, right? Yeah, but that, that means it's not that impressive if, as, the, as if the president came to your door, because that, that guy represents 300 million. Yeah, That's a good point. maybe like the mayor of a large city. Yeah, kind sure, of the yeah. equivalent. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. It, well, it's maybe still maybe big closer to your like city council member. Mm. Yeah, because I, I mean, like even Austin's pretty big. I mean, there's. Do you think there are more Austinites than there are wizards? Oh, I wonder. In England, I imagine there are. Like you get the feeling there just aren't a whole lot of wizards in England. Yeah, they all seem to know each other. Yeah, even though that's hard to know because the way the way we've been judging it is based on who's at Hogwarts and so we can assume about families but That's there are point. wizards who don't send their kids to Hogwarts and we have no idea how many of them there are yeah every time one of these wizards shows up that just has like a an entry level job like selling candies on the train like driving a night bus like i wonder do they go to wizard school did they go to a less prestigious wizard school and they can't get the good wizard jobs so we're <laughs> coming back to this uh, this permission slip thing. He's willing to bend the rules for Harry Potter cursing a muggle, but he's not going to bend the rules for the permission slip. Yeah. It's like, no, you get, I'm sorry, you got to get your guardian signature. It says right there on the slip. <laughs> yeah. Harry's like, you are literally the minister of magic. <laughs> it's like, it's oh. because he's he's protecting Harry Potter, right? From the pedophiles. That's exactly. He's like, oh no, no, no. There's no consequences for you, but uh, don't go with the other kids down to that uh, Hogsmeade town. <laughs> no, no. Trust me, it's you know, it's for the best. Wait, so if they're pedophiles, is it just they're not attracted to kids once they reach the age of thirteen, which is why the first and second years aren't allowed to go? <laughs> is that your thinking there? <laughs> that makes perfect sense, right? <laughs> it all adds up. Uh huh. Like, they're safe once they've got secondary sexual characteristics. <laughs> then they can go to Hogsmeade all they want. Wow. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> That's fucked up. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, chapter four, The Leaky Cauldron. We get some more great world building going on here. Harry's having a great time. A little staycation yeah. of sorts. This, I would really like to do this, honestly. The Diagon Alley seems pretty great. Yeah, there's a place you're going to like spend a couple days wandering around. I cannot imagine a cooler place, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the wizard, you know, wizard version of like a strip mall. I mean, I don't know what this, what this would be. Um, like a wizard version of Las Vegas or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just full of stuff to do. And it's a new awesome thing to see around every corner. Especially yeah. if you grew up like not a wizard. Like every every shop. I imagine has something cool you've right. never seen before. It sounds pretty amazing because he, because he's also he has enough fame that apparently he can get as many free ice cream sundays as he yeah, wants. Give him a, a new ice cream sundae for free every half hour while helping him with his homework. <laughs> Florian Fortescue. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's pretty great. Yeah. And, of course, he's got a bunch of money, too. That's right. He doesn't even need free ice cream. He's yeah, he rich. Could afford, he could buy the ice cream place. Probably. You know, I feel like, good for him, though. Harry's had a really rough life. He deserves a few days to himself to just kind of have the freedom to do whatever and yeah. not have people constantly berating him. I That's feel like true. with his level of wealth, he should be able to just stay here all the time throughout the summer, you know? That's an interesting Why point. Why go yeah. back to the Dursleys? Yeah, that is a good point. Oh, yeah. Also, my takeaway from the consequences that failed to befall Harry here is he's just freaking frag the Dursleys next summer. Like, <laughs> he's like, he's like, I don't get in trouble for that? All right, well, this is murder time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Time for my vengeance. Yeah, enjoy getting blown up, Dursleys. <laughs> he's playing a game called Gobstones, uh, which I think they say is something like marbles. And my first thought was, you can play marbles? I had no idea it was a thing. Just, yeah. Yeah. What does playing marbles look like? It's a little bit like curling, but it's with marbles, right? There's a... Uh, there's a bunch of marbles and you like flick your big marble in with your thumb and try and knock the other person's marbles away. It's kind of more like croquet. Hmm. Yeah, okay. Thumb yeah. croquet. Oh, yeah, you okay. have like You have little marbles and you have like a big marble which is your striker and that's like your signature marble. So it's like Pogs. Uh, I'm too old Shit. to understand that reference. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. But my second thought was that gobstone sounds terrible because they they spew like terrible liquids at you or something like that. Yeah, come on, that's hilarious. <laughs> that's that's great. Funny. But anyway, Harry is in the bookstore and he's getting his books for divination, which he's going to have to take. And he sees a book about death omens, which has a very familiar image on the front of a big old black dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I was looking it up. So they're called the Grimm, and I was looking it up because I know that J.K. Rowling borrows a lot from English mythology, and it's that's a thing, the Church Grimm, which usually takes the form of a black dog. Yeah. Yeah, and I had never heard about it before, but apparently it can be an omen of something bad that's going to happen, but it's also the idea was way back in the day um when a first when a churchyard was opened the first person who was buried there their job was either to like keep away the devil or to escort people into to heaven or into something like that sure, yeah. yeah it depended whatever and so that there wasn't you know the first person who died they weren't stuck doing that they would bury a dog there oh so wow. the dog was the good boy he would protect everybody else in the whoever died and he would escort them to that's Aww, awesome that's yeah cool. way to go dog yeah i know wait did they just kill the dog sometimes yeah no mm-hmm. they just buried it okay <laughs> oh <laughs> dark oh, that's worse yeah <laughs> but anyway so it's not it's that, not nearly as bad as it sounds. That's like. really neat. So this could be a friendly dog. It could be a friendly dog. Or Harry could be delusional. You know. He could. Or it could have just been a random dog. Yeah. You know, and not an evil specter of death or whatever. We also learned that there's a new broom out, which I guess means that speaking to our like magic technology thing, that oh, means sorry. That... Hang on, I just realized like that was just somebody's dog. Harry was about to blast somebody's dog. He's on a street, right? He's on a suburban street. Yeah. And he oh. sees a dog. And his first instinct is to kill it? He's like, I gotta kill that. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is Harry. This is the thing. <laughs> anyway, sorry. <laughs> and then he gets sent back to St. Brutus's after murdering the neighbors. You know, Pekingese or whatever. Labradors. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, there's this like broom arms race that's happening, right? Like they're they're constantly releasing new and better brooms. So that so means... There is progress happening in the wizarding world, right? Yeah. Improved broom technology. And making better brooms with yeah. better, like, <laughs> hand-selected bristles for all the optimum aerodynamics. <laughs> I, which I, you would, you know, you could just get rid of the bristles. That would be good. <laughs> put a, an engine on it. Maybe some <laughs> jet fuel or something. I don't know. Or some wheels. I don't know. <laughs> maybe some sort of internal combustion engine of some sort. <laughs> you know, it's wild with it, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Do they have a saddle on those brooms? No. It's just a broom you sit on. Dang, ouch, right? It does not sound very comfortable. Like, that's that's going to be like, you got to be real careful how you mount that broom or you're going to crush some balls. <laughs> and not just, what was the name of the Quidditch Snitch. balls? Bludgers. Bludgers. Not just bludgers. <laughs> that's right. Good uh, job, Good job Jeff. Yeah, you got there. <laughs> We're a good proud referential of you. joke, Jeff. That's the thing that you knew about. Harry Potter jokes. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Armadillo Podcasting Club. <laughs> Yeah, but he runs into Ron and Hermione, and Hermione gets a cat. She's also like, I'm amazed that Harry wasn't expelled, and we're all like, 
Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? Even Harry was surprised. He was going on the run. He was assuming a fake identity. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. And then he runs into Neville Longbottom with his grandmother. He's like, oh, shit, I'm glad she doesn't know that I did that. <laughs> she, would, she would get really mad at me. Yeah. But Hermione gets the kitty crookshanks. Yep. Yeah. Another big old orange kitty, just bad, like mine. Bad news for scabbers, though. Yeah. yeah. Cats and rats. A cat is a bit of a boring familiar, you know? Oh, I like cats. Yeah. Uh, I think They're cats suck, but yeah. that's irrelevant to my argument. <laughs> I mean, it's because it's a normal pet. Right? Like a, a rat, an owl, that kind of thing. It's a companion. It's more magic-y. Uh, yeah, but I, I mean... What kind of animal would you want to have? Would you, if you could choose any kind of animal to be your magical friend? Dragon. Literally any, <laughs> literally any, not just the ones in the Harry Potter world. Sure, any. I mean, I'd still go for like a dog. Dog. Yeah, okay. they're intelligent. There's a whole lot of things that they're able to do. I'd go for a dragon. They can dragon. sleep on the Makes foot sense. of your bed, yeah. mm, which dragons true. can't do. Uh, I mean, it depends on how big the dragon is. That's true, and how big your bed is. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Jeff? Uh, armadillo. Oh, good choice. <laughs> Armadillos are basically the dragons of the, I don't know, the plains. <laughs> Did you know? <laughs> yeah, so Run, as we mentioned, does have a new one, thank fuck. But he doesn't, he still has his old busted rat. He did not get a new pet. That's yeah. Uh, yeah, and Scabbers, I don't, I don't think Scabbers is a familiar. Like, none of them are familiars. Because the idea of a familiar is something that you can use... For to focus your magic on, right, or that'll assist you in your magic doing. Yeah, it's it's it, it's that it's a little unclear, but it's just sort of a an animal that is smart that hangs out with you and is part of your magic. Yeah, you send them out. I don't think they usually do magic, but you send them out to do errands and stuff. Okay, well, that's definitely what the elves are. Be a bird or something. Yeah. Wait, did, so does Harry Potter have a familiar? It's this owl. He Head has. Owl. Yeah, he has Hedwig. Right, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, you don't even need owls because, like, the school has owls and the post office has owls. So if you want to send mail, there's plenty of other options. Mm -hmm. So it's useful to have your own, but not necessary. Well, if you have, you know, correspondence that you don't want to fall into other people's hands. Sure. It's true, you want to use a custom owl. I just finished that washing. A burner owl. (laughs) Burner owl. Use a saw once, then discard it. <laughs> Take out the sim chip. <laughs> right. The yeah. Weasleys are so great, by the way. They are. Like, I love their family. Like that when they show up and they're all just like doing their Weasley thing, just made me really happy. Mm-hmm. They're the family I'd want to hang out with all the time. And Even they, though they're poor. Yeah, they're poor, but they're rich in you know all those things except money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but anyway, Harry overhears a conversation between Mister and Missus Weasley, where. They think that Sirius Black might be after Harry because apparently when Sirius Black was in Azkaban, he mm. was at night, he would say, he's at Hogwarts, he's at Hogwarts, he's at Hogwarts. And I don't know if I bought this, though, yeah. that he was necessarily after Harry because the only thing we have is he must be after Harry because Harry defeated Voldemort and Sirius Black was Voldemort's second in command. It's about yeah. as convincing as Harry being the heir of Slytherin. Yeah. People seem to jump to conclusions about Harry Potter. Yeah. Yeah. I guess he's just like a, he's got name recognition, you know? So that's and, always the first thing you think of. And also he's, he's been the focus of all Voldemort related doings for about two years now. Mm. So it kind of, kind of follows. Okay. Sure. I yeah. suppose that's right. So yeah, may, maybe consider that he escapes from prison around the time that Harry Potter resurfaces. That Maybe that makes more sense, you know? Mm. But you're right. It, it, it Otherwise it does seem a bit of a stretch. Yeah. I wouldn't necessarily assume, but yeah, apparently that... Escaped Mad Wizard is out for, out for Harry's blood. Every I love moment. that throughout this and the next couple chapters, multiple people tell Harry, "Don't go looking for Sirius Black." <laughs> like I, Mr. Weasley says that, like, "Don't go after Sirius Black," and Harry's like, "What me? Why would I but, do that?" But that's yeah. exactly what he does. <laughs> of course, he's gonna do <laughs> the that. The last two <laughs> terrible like evils, he's gone after this. He like beelines for the most dangerous thing he could find all the time. <laughs> Oh, that's right. It wasn't because so because so there was the troll, right? Yeah. And they're like, "Oh no, come back to the come back to the the place." There's a troll on the list. He's like, "No, I'm gonna go find that troll." No, because he wanted to help Hermione because they knew Hermione. He didn't help. tell the the people that Hermione yeah. was there. He was like, "I'm gonna go find I mean, that yeah, troll." If you're, if you're looking this, at this from the outside, right? Uh-huh. He went straight for the troll, uh-huh. the dangerous forest that you're not allowed to go into. He went in there. Mm-hmm. The evil monster that Hagrid unleashed on the school. Oh, he went after that. Uh-huh. The wizard you're not even supposed to talk about found him twice. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, the, the chamber of secrets, right? That's full of uh, all arcane dangers. Mm-hmm. Right in there. <laughs> He's like, I gotta find that chamber of secrets so I can get inside of it. We're no, not this... even mentioning his very first year when he went after the all through all the different traps and things. Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah. The, all those traffic the traps specifically to kill wizard students. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh yeah, absolutely. I'm he's all like, there must that. be something really valuable behind all these traps. So if I missed the Weasley, it. what I'd be thinking is like, we can't tell Harry Potter that Sirius Black is after him because he will track Sirius Black down and kill him. <laughs> <laughs> Chapter five, the mentor. He does, Mr. Weasley does try to get Harry to promise that he's not going to go looking for him, and he, he does not get he, that promise. Yeah, he refuses to promise that. I just want to put that out there. Yeah. He's like, what, me? Why would I do that? Why he's trying I? to kill me. Yeah. But, they, but they, he arrives with, like, a wizard escort. I think that's kind of funny. They, like, put him in these, like, government vehicles and drive him to yeah, the they train do. station. The, they have cars from the Ministry of Magic. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Show up and pick them up. Weren't wizard cars, wasn't that a big restricted thing? Wasn't there a whole thing about that last book? Uh, Magic you, cars, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, the problem was that Mr. Weasley was making, taking a normal car and putting magic things on it, which he wasn't supposed to do. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was a misuse of a muggle artifact. <laughs> Uh, but, but yeah, yeah I, I think that that escort was not to protect Harry Potter. That escort was to contain Harry <laughs> <laughs> the walking murder machine. <laughs> he's got like a tattoo on his arm with a number of wizards he's killed. <laughs> we just we just have to get you from this one street in London to the train station. Come on, yeah, without just, you killing don't any wizards. fuck it up, please. <laughs> oh, it's like sorry. a quarter of a mile without you killing any teachers. And then he gets on the train, and there's a teacher in his car. Yeah, God damn it. <laughs> How does he do it? But that's right. There is. A, there's a sleeping man in his car. It turns out it's a new professor, Professor Lupin. And they've determined that he's the new Defense Against the Dark Arts professor. Because what happened to the last one? Uh, it Okay. Harry Potter killed him. It was um, uh, Fauntleroy. What was his name? Fauntleroy. It was... Um, Gilderoy Lockhart. Uh-huh. Who Harry Potter blasted his memories away. Yeah, Harry Potter deleted his brain. And what happened to the Defense Against the Dark Art teacher before that? Well, he was doing really good <laughs> when he still had that face. <laughs> Until <laughs> Harry Potter burned it off with his fire hands. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> Harry Potter thinks to himself, people are starting to think that that job has a jinx associated with it. <laughs> Which it does, and that jinx's name is Harry Potter. <laughs> He's just like scoping at his new target. He's like, ah, I see the new defense against the dark arts professor. Yeah, Mm. doesn't look like much. (laughs) Okay, so prediction. Remember, I have not read these books before. This guy's a werewolf and he's Sirius Black. Wait, tell me why you think those two things. Because his name is Lupin. (laughs) Which is like a term for werewolf. Uh, uh Uh-huh. And because... (laughs) <laughs> the, the uh, let's see why did I say this why is he serious black because they've introduced both these new characters uh-huh. and, so they're the same character and whenever there's a mysterious character who you don't know where he is he's actually one of the other characters okay so far hmm. okay alright we'll see if that pans out yeah that's an, that's a, an interesting prediction <laughs> yeah but, uh, but before, hold on before all that though um, maybe something else yeah so I was thinking I maybe I'm wrong about this but I was thinking that this guy is a werewolf, and he's Sirius Black, and he's also the uh, dog thing that Harry Potter saw, because Sirius Black's like a werewolf, and he he was about to kill him or make friends with him or something, but then Harry accidentally hailed the wizard Uber. <laughs> Before Harry Potter could kill that poor Defense Against Dark Arts guy. No, he was about fair, to kill the Defense Against Dark Arts teacher. He wasn't about to kill the Defense the Against Dark Arts teacher. He wasn't about to kill the Defense Against Dark Arts teacher. He was about to kill a random dog. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. it was, you know, there. Yeah, my, and then when, when it was. turns out to have been the Defense Against Dark Arts teacher, he's like, yes. <laughs> he's like, I just thought it was a dog. Two birds, one stone. <laughs> I don't like dogs. I don't like defense against dark arts professors. This guy's a defense against dark arts professor and a dog. Check, check. Oh. Anyway. Uh, b- before all that, um, yeah, we were talking. We were talking about how uh, Mister Weasley was kind of like asking him not to go after, um, go looking for Sirius Black, um, and then he in Harry Potter's like. Why would I be afraid of this guy? You know, there's like, deranged, murderous wizards going after me is not a, not a big deal to me. It's like, <laughs> yeah. it's like not the first time, you know? Right. So it's like it's, this kind of weird conversation. And this is like, my home life is so bad 
that I love coming to Hogwarts and being hunted by deranged wizards. <laughs> you know, I've killed Voldemort like twice. Sirius Black was Voldemort's second in command. I think I got this under control. <laughs> but Lupin ends up uh, being useful because they're on the train and Dementors show up and Harry passes the fuck out. Yep. Yeah, he's the only one to do it. Even though everybody else gets super creeped out, too. These Dementor things are super creepy. They're just yeah. big and black, and they've got, like, these gross scaly hands. And yeah, like ring wraiths. Zero out of ten do not want to kiss a Dementor. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. they suck all the joy out of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Don't kiss someone who sucks all the joy out of your life. So. Muggle Harry- pro tip. <laughs> <laughs> so, Harry Potter is affected specifically by these things. Mm-hmm. So, this is part of my theory. Mm-hmm. They're not there to keep Sirius Black out. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, they're to keep Harry Potter in. That's a good point. Like that train ride, you know, they just saved that that professor's life, right? Harry had all these machinations. That's right. <laughs> the, the, that professor the, was asleep in the same room as Harry Potter. He had no idea. So the mentors show up and knock Harry Potter out for the majority of the train ride. Luckily for that professor, because <laughs> once he's in the school, it's harder to kill him. You know, more witnesses. If it's just him and uh, Ron and Hermione, they're not going to say shit. You know, they're, yeah, they're in on it. Yeah. <laughs> or they're scared of them. <laughs> they should be. Or both. I love that chocolate is a remedy for this. This just makes me makes me happy. Well, I mean, chocolate makes me happy in general, to be honest. But the idea that chocolate, like, warms your heart and gives you, like, happiness to counter the Dementors, like, I don't know, sad bombs or whatever. Yeah. Sad bombs. That's pretty cool. And uh, around this time, Ron and Hermione try and get Harry to agree not to go chase down Sirius Black. That's right. And he does not agree to do so. <laughs> Hermione's like... But don't go chase Sirius Black. And Harry's like, why is everyone saying that to me? <laughs> Hermione's like, come on, dude. <laughs> come on. <laughs> and he does not promise. They find out later that Hagrid has been promoted. Oh, this makes me mad. What? Why? Okay, so, because, okay, Hagrid, it even says here when they're talking about it, they... Harry, Ron, and Hermione, they knew how much being made a teacher would mean to him. Hagrid wasn't a fully qualified wizard. He had been expelled from Hogwarts in his third year. He's not a fully qualified wizard, but they're still going to make him a professor? Well, I mean, he has one very important qualification. Which is? He's loyal to Dumbledore. Oh, that's true. Being loyal to Dumbledore is a good way to that's get a you job. Get rewarded. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. He's like loyal to Dumbledore to like to yeah. the end, right? Dumbledore likes to play with a stacked deck. Yeah, that's right. Mm. Got another professor in his in his pocket now. You know what Hagrid is? He's a man who owes Dumbledore a big favor. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yep. Yep. Dumbledore got him a job. Yep. But the, you know he's he has real world experience, right? He has domain knowledge in the care of magical creatures. Mm-hmm. That's something, you know. Mm. When I was a student, I w- the professors I had who had had real world experience were always my favorite. Mm-hmm. But they still had to have had that foundational knowledge too. I mean, can Hagrid even read and write? I mean, he can kind of like scratch out notes, but he's, it seems like from what the writing we have seen, he's kind of illiterate. Mm-hmm. At least partially, yeah. Yeah. He, he's definitely got a lot of practical experience with his his area, but you know. Yeah, so if he was expelled in his third year, that would have been when he was about 13. So he has the equivalent of a like seventh grade education, and now he's a professor. Hmm. It is questionable, isn't it? A little. Uh, when Harry, when Harry, for Harry, Ron, and Hermione first show up, you get he, Harry and Hermione get pulled aside because they have terrible luck getting to feasts, apparently. Um, <laughs> but it's funny because Madame Pomfrey shows up, the the nurse, and she's like, "Now what did you do?" <laughs> <laughs> Another person is like, "What what the fuck did you go after this time?" <laughs> yeah, it's literally the first day here. <laughs> she What's walks wrong in with you. She's like, "Oh, you again?" Because <laughs> she knows Harry Potter. Very well, because he's constantly ending up in the fucking infirmary. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. It, it's sad, though, that they missed the sorting ceremony. I guess J.K. Rowling just couldn't be bothered to write a song for the sorting hat or something. And that's a lot of wizard names to try and, like, keep track of, you yeah, know? Fair enough. A lot of new characters. Yeah. Chapter 6, Talons and Tea Leaves. And this is where we meet one of my absolute favorite, like, tertiary characters, Sir Cadogan. Oh, that's right. Yeah. They're trying to get to the, they're trying to get to their first class. And they don't know where it is. So they talk to one of the, one of the portraits, which is a man named Sir Cadogan. Oh. Yeah. And, I forgot his name. Yeah. Well, J.K. Rowling has a whole thing about him. If you go to Pottermore writings, <laughs> um, 
She has a long thing. Apparently, Sir Cadogan was one of the Knights of the Round Table. Uh, but he was excised from all the muggle volumes of King Arthur's story. His <laughs> most famous encounter was with the Wyvern of Wye, where the beast ate Sir Cadogan's steed. And so Sir Cadogan f- grabbed a fat pony that was grazing and then g- went back towards the Wyvern and somehow managed to kill it. Uh, uh. Yeah, which is why he has the little pony that he's trying to ride, but he keeps falling off of it. So, so was Sir Cadogan a wizard also? He was. Elderly witches and wizards still use the saying, I'll take Cadogan's pony, to mean I'll salvage the best I can from a tricky situation. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. His special ability is insane bravery. (laughs) (laughs) We also get a brief description of wizard jail here, and it sounds like torture, right? It is. And Hagrid spent some time in this jail. Yeah. Not Not a long time, but... I mean, I think they mentioned at some point that if you go to Azkaban, you basically go insane from this. It's, mm-hmm. it's kind of kind of dark. Yeah, yeah. You know? and the thing it's, is... He it's like torturing them forever. Yeah. Yeah, and the thing is, Hagrid hadn't even been, like, convicted of anything. He was just under suspicion, which is why they brought him to Azkaban. Oh, so it's that... it's a jail and a prison. Wait, so is there a trial? I thought that was, you know, the Minister of Magic says you go to jail, you go to jail. That's you know? kind of like what happened Count of Monte Cristo. At least for a little bit, you know. Uh... But you're right. I mean, no, I think there was going to be a trial. I think that they talked about that. But he was being kept in Azkaban until his trial. And that seems pretty fucked up. Yeah. It's kind of like you're, we think you might have committed a sin. So you're going to hell. <laughs> Just for a little while. Yeah, it's awful. It sounds awful. Yeah. You're trapped up with these evil creatures that take away any possibility of happiness. It's pretty terrible. We also learned that Hermione's taking, like, every damn elective, which, of course, she is, because that's what Hermione's like. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to take this and this and this and this. Yeah, and they're like, how are you possibly taking all these classes? She's like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's fine. And nobody worries about it, because, you know, she's just Hermione. She's not Harry. That's what she does. we're not concerned. Yeah. And, you know, she's not the main character, yeah. Yeah. Uh, But he goes to his first divination class with Professor Trelawney. I love these. The wizard classes are my favorite parts of these books. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And Professor Tre- Trelawney's classroom is chill as fuck, right? Like, this yeah. is the place I would go to hang out. <laughs> now, fuck the common room. I'm going to go to Trelawney's classroom where it's just like all these comfy chairs and right, yeah. tables. Sit around, dark lighting, have it's, some tea. It smells really nice in there all the time. They're like, yeah, it's just like, you know, some tea, bro. It's cool. Mm-hmm. It's whatever. <laughs> and, of course, Trelawney, I, she's got to be high, right? Like, she's just high as a kite. It sounds like she's high. The way she talks, she's just like, hey, oh, you're going to die, man. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. It seems like she just really likes to screw with people. <laughs> you think mm-hmm. that's what it is? Yeah. That's what Professor McGonagall thinks. Like, yeah. She's like, yeah, which one of you did Professor Trelawney say was going to die this year? Of course it's Harry, yeah. Yeah. Right. Which, yeah. okay, first of all, she makes some predictions, right? First prediction was that, you know, Neville was going to break something and Neville was going to be late. That's not hard to predict, right? I mean, like if you're gonna, <laughs> if well, anyone yeah. knows Neville, that's an easy, that's an easy uh, softball prediction. Mm-hmm. And predicting that Harry Potter is going to come across some terrible calamity again, kind of softball, right? It's right. Like, yeah, this, yeah. This just, guy just we know. Just a line through those data points. It's really easy. <laughs> that's right. You don't need to be a, a seer to figure those two things out. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but Hermione's not a fan. No, she's not. It's too ambiguous to her. Yeah, this is the first professor that Hermione's been like really. Really, uh, not a fan of. So, yeah. do you think that's because Trelawney is BS, or do you think it's because Hermione is just resentful of not being good at it? Probably both. Like Hermione is somebody who who seems to respect facts, you know, such as they are in the in the Wizarding world. Uh, and so, so something as abstract and subjective as this this uh, something that you're that's more of a talent instead of a skill, I guess, mm-hmm. probably doesn't appeal to her. Yeah. Something you can't learn in a book is, is the way they say it. But. And I think she feels protective of Harry, too, because Trelawney is trying to use the tea leaves to predict all these horrible things for him, like a sort of entertainment. Um, mm. And so I think that's part of why she dislikes Trelawney so much, too. I think that makes sense. Yeah. But as you mentioned, McGonagall is throwing some McGonagall shade at her. She's like, oh, I don't know about this. <laughs> I mean, I don't talk shit about professors, but if I was going to talk shit about a professor, it'd be that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, and then their other class, they go to their first Care of Magical Creatures class, and I wrote down, it goes as well as to be expected. I thought this class went great. God, I... I... Like, Hagrid was dead on. Like, the things he said were perfectly accurate. The people that did what he said didn't get their uh, blood spilled. <laughs> That's right. And then there was also, like, an object lesson in the dangers of, of this subject, 
which no one's going to forget. This is like the, yeah, this is not a bad idea for your first class, right? Like, because we know that, like, getting, you know, your arms ripped off or whatever is not a big deal in the Wizarding World. Like, they can go fix that, so. Right, yeah, Madame Pomfrey. So there's nothing, like, nothing really too dangerous as long as it's not instantaneously killing you, right? Right. And maybe not even that. We don't know how that works. But, <laughs> but I mean, the yeah, I mean, like, this is this is a good first class. I, I got to be honest, of all the classes I've seen so far, this would be my favorite. I'd be the guy who's going to be, like, signing up for Care of Magical Creatures because it sounds like yeah. the coolest fucking class. I thought it would be boring, but, like, it's, it's like, boom, hippogriffs on the first day. This is great. Yes, this is absolutely my jam. Hippogriffs, fuck yes, please, you know? Yeah. I'm hating on Hagrid a lot, but he is actually very well qualified. Well, I mean, these things. I mean, in terms of education, I don't know. Yeah, he's not a he's not he's not a teacher, and like he, I I suspect he would be have a hard time creating a curriculum. You know, all, he's going to give them a bunch of like practical experience because that's what he knows. But that's not necessarily the most like efficient way to convey. He he has content knowledge, not pedagogical knowledge. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So he can teach them a bunch of individual facts, but that might not necessarily be very practical. Yeah, but I'm saying it's still really cool because who else would be able to bring you freaking hippogriffs for the for a lesson, like live hippogriffs? That's You're right. pretty cool. He's got the hookup because he knows some guy who traffics in magic creatures. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are these illegal? We don't know. Yeah, don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, like it, it's, it reminds me of the chemistry teacher that blows stuff up all the time and doesn't really teach anything. Yeah. That's great. That's very an awesome entertaining teacher. class, but not necessarily one where you learn chemistry, right? Yeah, maybe it's better to be um, to fall in love with the subject through that kind of experience than to actually learn stuff in that particular class. That's this true. is the very first class, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they, they they learn how to deal with those like fucked up books. I, I remember there's a part in, when he, this is a while back when he's in the bookstore and the the bookstore owners talking about this massive like murder books that he has to deal with and every time he's like not again never again yeah no you just stroke their genitalia which are along their spine yeah. and they calm down that's, it. That's, that's all they want <laughs> just give them a little stroke a little stroke them right off it's fine wow yeah, that's how you calm it down but I, I like so yeah Harry does a good job with a hippogriff and goes for a ride on a hippogriff yeah which is pretty awesome and Malfoy does not listen to the lecture, so the hippogriff basically takes its arm off. It's just just it cuts him. Yeah. yeah, it cuts him pretty bad. He's bleeding a lot. Yeah, and Harry's like, whatever. <laughs> he got what he deserved. Everyone's like, yeah, he had it coming. <laughs> I was wondering. So uh, Malfoy spends a lot of time in these chapters making fun of Harry for fainting when the Dementor came at him. Like every time Harry sees Malfoy, he's like, oh, I'm fainting. I'm Harry Potter. Do the other Slytherins think that Malfoy is funny? It's difficult to say. They're all laughing, right? I like, think they're sucking up to him, though, because his family is really rich. Is that it? Oh. It doesn't appear that there's a joke there, right? He's just... He's not even really making fun of Harry. He's just being mean. Yeah. Yeah, it's not not, not clever, right? That's not... There's nothing funny about it. It's just like, oh. Yeah. Pantomime of fate. Okay. So, the, the, so you think it's just that they're... Yeah, that they're hoping to get a job from his dad. Maybe. I mean, like, that's that's a good... I, I was having the, the same thought, because it, it's not really funny. I mean, I'm sure the Slytherins can't all be into that, right? Like, that brand of humor. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, maybe it's just about the money. And then uh, Haggard gets drunk. Yeah. <laughs> around a bunch yeah. of students. I, okay, I, this is something I want to say. Haggard doesn't seem like a great teacher, but he doesn't seem like a much worse teacher than the other teachers. I don't know. I think Professor McGonagall's probably pretty good. Yeah, but her and who else? Flitwick. But I guess we haven't really seen much of him. Yeah, I don't know him. I I know Snape, and Snape is always playing factions, and... Snape is the worst. The history professor, the ghost, is the worst. Yeah, the ghost is bad. Uh, Like, Gilderoy Lockhart was bad. Yeah. Oh, Um, um, Professor Sprout's probably pretty good. Yeah. The Mm. herbology. Right, yeah. I'm just saying he's par. Right. Yeah, mm. yeah, that's true. Compared to these other professors, he's not like, like far off the, the right. The, the and one thing to recommend him, it's very clear that Harry Potter is unlikely to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> he likes him a lot. Yeah, Hagrid's going to survive the school year because Harry Potter. He's yeah. endeared himself early. Yeah, make to... Hagrid the defense against the dark arts. <laughs> oh, Harry Potter's going to have such a conundrum. Whoa, I really like Hagrid, but I really hate professors who teach dark arts. Defense <laughs> against dark arts. Oh, what do I do? Anyway, you're talking about Hagrid getting drunk. Oh yeah, just uh, it, like we, when they come when they come upon Hagrid getting drunk, and all I could think was, it's kind of probably going to take a lot to get this guy drunk, right? He's a just a huge person, just right, a yeah. gi- gigantic person, and he drinks and he's a lot. Drinking out of a bucket, I think, is what they say. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, that's it for this week's episode of Muggles with Attitude. Next week, we're going to be reading chapters 7 through 11 of Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. I'm Alice Sullivan. That's at Alice M. Sullivan on Twitter. I'm Jeff Lake. That's Jeff underscore Lake on Twitter. And I'm Micah Sparkman. I still don't have one of those. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, please drop us a line at hello at mwapodcast.com. We'd love to hear from you. (laughs) Please uh, share us from wherever you got this. Please give us good reviews. Please check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash armadillo podcasting club, because that is what we are. We are armadillos who podcast. That's right. Uh, the pictures, but we're definitely, we're definitely armadillos. Please like us on whatever platform you got this on. Please like us in real life. We're super likable until next time. Finite Finite podcast. podcast.